The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. Now live from the Pirate Radio studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast featuring the ECU Players Lounge Edition. On today's podcast, we'll talk to ECU players Holton Ehlers, Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford, CJ Johnson, Xavier Smith, and Bruce Bivens. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast starts right now. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to Holton Ehlers back inside the Players Lounge here on a Monday edition, a victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Holden, uh, welcome back to the show. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Great performance on Saturday, Holden. And we talked last week, and you admitted that you know preparation, buy-in, focus wasn't there leading up to the Charleston Southern game. It looks like Mike Houston corrected that, and the players bought in, and uh, it just led to a great performance. And it started right there in the first quarter, Holden. So how much did the preparation from last week help out the uh, performance we saw from you guys on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that was all of it. Um, it was a different mindset we had during the week. Um, I mean, we were embarrassed of the way that we played last Saturday, and I mean, we knew we had to go put a better product on the field, especially in conference play with, with playing better teams like that. So we were fortunate to get out with the win versus Charleston Southern, but we knew that we'd be a better team if we want to achieve the goals that that we wanted to achieve. So um, it was good, good start in the right direction. Um, we got another big one this week, and we just got to continue to grow from it. Holton, this is Troy. You've been with the program for a while, but this is the first time that you've been a part of a three-game win streak. How much of this team is, is this confidence? Because we've talked before, this team has the skill and ability to do it. They've shown it. They've shown it in spurts, and then obviously last Saturday they showed it for the majority of the game. Um, is that the confidence boost this team needs to know that not only are they capable, but they can do it? I think so. Um, I think. I mean, we we know we're talented enough. Um, we know that we have the guys to do it. And we have the coaches to do it. It's just a matter of fact of going out there and doing it um, for a full four quarters, and then stacking games too. Um, you know, we've like you said, we've won three in a row now, and that's nothing anyone on this team has has done before. So um, it's definitely moving in the right direction. We just got to continue to grow. I mean, it's a huge one this week if we go up there and and knock them off. We're two and zero in conference, four and two overall, with all of our goals ahead of us. So. We got the guys to do it. Um, you know, we've had lofty goals since the beginning of the season, and really preseason. Um, we've talked about it, but you know, we believe in our guys, and we're just going to continue to work hard and believe in Coach Houston. Holden, speaking of confidence, uh, I got to imagine the the fourth down conversions are are confident building uh, for two different reasons. And one is your coach believes in you to go out there and pick up those uh, fourth down conversions. And then when you convert one and then two and then three and then four, I mean, your confidence has to be sky high after uh, converting those fourth downs. You guys did a great job of that on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think one of the big things for us is, I mean, it helps on third down too. You know, it, I know our third down conversion wasn't as, good and hasn't really been too good all season but at the same time if you're going for it on fourth down it's a different play calling us different mindset than just trying to get it all in one down instead of two um so just just knowing that that he believes in us to, to stick us out there i mean that one fourth and two um we called a pass play um it was a deep ball to sneed i mean not many coaches would would have called that in the country so just shows that he believes in us um you know me and me and sneed and then the guys up front too i um, mean you know, they they balled out Saturday and just gave us time to do what what needed to be done and then gave those running backs room to, to do what they do. 
holding the team look I mean it looked like a completely different team versus the week before you know the way you guys played against Tulane versus what we saw against Charleston Southern it was like night and day what do you think the biggest difference was was it the execution was it the play calling was it a combination of both or was there something else we're missing yeah I think it's kind of everything um I think you know one thing for us was I mean you look back at the end of the season now I mean the the best thing that probably happened to this team was the way that we beat Charleston Southern and we were lucky to to get out of there with a win but it kind of left a bad taste in our mouth and knowing that we didn't want to I mean we woke up Sunday not feeling too good it felt like a loss almost and but we were lucky to get out there with a win, and that just kind of I mean, gave us hunger to to, to be better, um, to know that, that we can be better, and, and to go show that versus Tulane was good. But we got it, like I said, we got a big one this week. We got to prepare even harder. Um, they're a really good football team, but but we are too. So we're just gaining confidence as we go, and just you know going to keep this thing rolling. We've had a good stretch of some home games here, but now, as you mentioned, you got to go on the road in a tough environment at UCF in Orlando against a team where uh, East Carolina will be a heavy underdog. What's the feeling with the team right now, though? I'm, I'm sure you guys are going down there fired up, have some momentum. Uh, what is the thoughts going into the UCF game? Yeah, we want to be the underdogs. I mean, I think that's what ECU's motto has always been as people have looked over us. So um, this team has a little bit of attitude to them. Um, you know, we're starting to, to gain confidence, like I said. And with a team like that, um, you know, I mean, we're going to be dangerous versus anyone that we play. So, just trying to trying to get to that six win mark, um, but also just trying to go two and zero in the conference because you know we got more goals than just getting to a bowl game now, and, and we're just going to continue to to press forward with that. Eight catches for the tight end position on Saturday, and Shane Calhoun had a couple. We've already seen him have a big performance earlier this year. Bit of a coming out party for Ryan Jones. Six catches, 58 yards, caught a touchdown from Mason Garcia. Holden, uh, he's kind of been a hidden weapon to this point. It was on display on Saturday. What kind of a game changer can he be for your offense? Yeah, you talking about Ryan Jones? Yes, yeah, Ryan Jones. Yeah, he he's probably one of the best athletes on the team. I mean, he's We've been saying it all all season. It's just been a matter of time before he he got involved with it. He's explosive as anyone, and um, to say he's a tight end is kind of crazy because some of the things that he can do, some of our receivers and some of the receivers in the country can't even do. So um, he's a special talent. Um, anytime you can get him the ball, I mean, he can just add an explosive play. Anytime he touches it, just with those guys like Keaton and Josiah and those guys. But um, yeah, I mean, anytime we can get the ball to him, um, it'll definitely help our offense, especially being a tight end. He'll have matchups that maybe Snead or Josiah and some of those guys don't have just because of the position he plays. So um, he's definitely a weapon. Um, we're going to use him as, as much as possible, like I said. I mean, it's pretty obvious when, when he touches the ball, he's going to be electric. And the cat's out of the bag again with Keaton Mitchell. Boy, what a performance he had. And, and I mentioned Saturday, kind of reminded me uh, shades of Chris Johnson for uh, Pirate fans are a little bit older. Remember Chris, and I know you do, growing up and remember him watching him. Uh, what a performance by Mitchell. Yeah, uh, he, he. that was literally the first thing I told my family when I got out um, of the locker room the other day, and they were like, that kid's ridiculous. I was like, yeah, he's literally the next Chris Johnson. Because, I mean, once he gets past five yards, there's a slim chance anyone's going to catch him. Um, but he's been like that since he's been here. Um, he's just showing it off now, and I'm happy for him. And Raj has done a great job, too. I mean, they're a great combo of skill sets. They, they're great kids to, to be as teammates because, I mean, they pass block, too. They take pride in that, and they catch the ball well, so. I mean, anytime we can get the ball in those hands, too. I mean, we got so many weapons on this team. It's it's definitely a blessing, but we just got to, you know, get the ball to the right guys, and that's what we've been doing these last three games. Holden, uh, Keaton has had now three or four, I think four breakaway touchdowns. Uh, just curious, why don't you run that play more where he just runs it 80 yards for a touchdown? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that's where we're going to start calling more, just 80-yard runs for touchdowns every play. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could just audible into that play. I'm sure yeah, they wouldn't mind. Yeah. Simple as that. I'll talk to Donnie about it, see if we can yeah. ice up some, some more touchdown runs. Uh, but seriously, and you mentioned the O-line earlier, uh, maybe their, their best game of the year opening up holes for Keaton, Rajay, and then the pass protection to allow you and uh, as a team go over 300 yards passing. You had 288 and two touchdowns. O-line uh, played fantastic against a Green Wave team that in years past has been really good defensively against DCU. Yeah, I, that, that's the best O-line slate since I've been here by far. Um, I mean, that D-line for Tulane bullied Oklahoma's O-line. I mean, and almost won the game for them. So, I mean, that's a good football team that we that we beat and that our O-line really, you know, kind of set the tone for. And, I mean, I hope they play like that the rest of the year. They got a little bit of confidence in them, too. Now we're getting guys healthy again, and, and the rotation is going good. So, I mean, I, if they play like that, we're going to be a dangerous team. Halton, keep up the good work. Uh, Players' Lounge is a lot of fun when we're winning, so let's uh, maybe stack them up here and get four in a row as we talk next week. For sure. Hopefully. I'll see you guys. All right. Good luck, man. All the best. Thanks. Clip Rock here with Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens. Pirates coming off their third straight straight win. And, uh, gentlemen, awesome performance on Saturday. Appreciate you being here again. How you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Doing great. Xavier, uh, I heard you say, you know, you're, you're starting to feel it a little bit getting to this point in the season. We had a caller on the postgame show that said, I guarantee this, Tulane's going to be feeling it on Sunday. You guys were laying the wood, uh, strong defensive performance flying around. So, Xavier, when you look back at that one, uh, how do you think you uh, you played and the defense played on Saturday? Um, I think the defense played great. You know, we all did our job. We all flew around. You know, there was mistakes made, but we covered that up with – playing hard and if you play hard run and hit it comes up for a lot of mistakes that we have and like any other week it's important that we just see what we did wrong see what's working for us and then keep that going it's a great team win forget about it after last night on to the next week and bruce uh, if a guy was there to make the tackle couldn't quite make it there was two or three more pirates to, to make the hit you guys were swarming around and just a, a great performance on defense how about you how do you think you guys played um i think we played I, I feel like we played great um we had obviously had some things we need to work on you know we could always you know improve on on things but i feel like we played you know, up to our standard of football, like playing physical, swarming to the ball. So I feel like we play to to our standard of football. Xavier, I've heard you talk about the the mental side of things, and from a football standpoint, and also you talked about you know getting away from football and making sure that the mental health was good. And Mike Houston last week was asked, "What's the most important thing you know for the team?" This was on Wednesday between now and game day Saturday, and he said, "Be mentally prepared. Be mentally prepared for the game." So, what all goes into that uh, as a player? You do the the workouts, you do the practice. Well, what about the mental side of it? How important is it? And and how do you get your mind right for a big game on Saturday? I mean, I think it's the most important piece because, you know, obviously me and Bruce, we play a lot of football games here. And, like, what comes with that is experience. And, like, you see things throughout those years. And one thing that stuck with me is, like, your mindset throughout everything. So if you, like, you put your mind to one thing, like, the biggest thing you have, like, each week is what's on from the neck up. So, and then, like, here like, a lot of NFL players, like, people that I know, that's the most important they think like is crucial to being a football player and it's been working out for me you know it's been making me practice better you know it's making me take on things with like a more positive attitude and like I don't know how to describe it it's yeah. like but like you if just you're mentally <laughs> like if you're mentally there and like 
you have it in your mind like this is what I'm do like no one's gonna stop me from doing this I feel like it is really beneficial to translate to the field like nine times out of ten Bruce your players all the time say the game slows down once you you become experienced at this point in your career how much slower is it you know than it than it was when you came in as a freshman out of high school I could remember when I first got here and I was trying to you know learn the plays and stuff like that it was just going by so fast but you know as time went on I obviously you know adapted to the game and everything slowed down like I could diagnose plays here and there like I mean, yeah, I mean, we've been playing football our whole lives, so you know it kind of go back to that whole mentality thing. Like you gotta have that 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 mindset when you're playing. Like I've been playing football my whole life, so like you know it's just a game. You guys held Tulane to 124 rushing yards on 31 carries, so that's four yards a carry. And defensive coordinators today seem to say, say the same thing they said in like the 1950s. You got to stop the run. That's always the key. Uh, you guys did a great job of that on Saturday. Uh, how were you able to execute that, Xavier? Uh, just doing our job, you know, running and hitting. I mean, we like <laughs> running and hitting. Like that's all we did. We just did our job. You know, trust the person beside you, and that's all you can do. Uh, do your job. Trust your brother. Do their job, and that's what we seen Saturday. And it was important for the defense because we seen. The standard we can play, we talked about, you know, South Carolina game, how we are all clicking, we how we made mistakes, and then Charleston Southern, we had a kind of a setback, so that was kind of like a wake up call, and like now we see when we're all doing our job, you know, trusting your brother, do your job, and just like go out there and compete, and we seen what we can do when we all do that, we're all on the same page, you know, they had 120 rushing yards, but some of those rushing yards it was self inflicted, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we could have been better, so like. It's a still great defensive performance, so like you still have to criticize yourself, be your biggest critic, and see what you can do better for the next week. A lot more fun to learn from those after a big win, like you guys had Saturday, I'm sure. And uh, Bruce, those um, stopping the run leads to them throwing more, and that leads to you guys rushing, and that leads to interceptions. And we saw that on Saturday as well. Jaquan McMillan, that's yeah. all he does is get picks. Yeah. Um, Warren Sabe is a guy that's been around a long time with you guys, and uh, he is. Uh, he's been good on special teams. He's been good in the secondary, and it was nice to see him uh, make a play and uh, and get his name called because he's played a lot of football here. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's my roommate. Uh, Warren's okay. definitely a underdog, but his presence is always felt on the field. You know, he works hard. You know, just like during the summer, you know, he'll motivate me to get up and work, like even though I don't want to do so. He definitely works super hard, and he deserves everything coming his way. Yeah. And you guys uh, are, are now seeing the wins come. That's three in a row, and you guys bust your tails. You have for years, but sometimes you don't get that result you want in a game. So how nice is it, Bruce? You've been around a long time. First three-game winning streak, I guess, yeah. since you've been here to, to get the uh, the fruits of your labor, get a win with all that hard work you put in. I mean, it, it feels real good to, you know, you know, get what you worked for, um, especially me being here for, you know, last four four years or whatever. Um, it just, it just feel it just feel real good to to have a, a winning streak and knowing that we got what we worked for. So hopefully we could keep that up and and keep moving forward and growing off of that. Yeah, Bruce Bivens here is a parent in the Players Lounge brought to you by Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World is your home for awesome selection of late model cars and trucks, plus a full service department. If you need new tires or lift kit for your truck, they got you covered there too. Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Uh, and uh, Bruce, they do some awesome work over there. Got a great selection of vehicles as well. Yes, whatever you need as far as like your vehicle, if you know anyone that need a car, you know, you need some work done, you know, go to Greenville Auto World. Tim will definitely take care of you. You know, he's probably one of the best in the business. 
his business is great. He's pro- probably the best in, in Greenville. So and go go visit Greenville Auto World. Yeah, you want to trust your precious vehicle with good people. And uh, Tim's certainly a good person. And uh, we'll get you taken care of. Got Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith here in the Pirate Radio studios. You guys uh, will now get ready for UCF. Uh, high-powered offense. Another road trip to Orlando. Have you started to... Heck, you guys have seen them on the field uh, quite a bit. Have you looked in? Uh, they got a new head coach, different quarterback with Dylan Gabriel out. So, have you had a chance to look at them yet, Xavier? Uh, like every Monday, we we take a deep dive into them uh, on our Monday. So, after we get out of here, we'll go watch a little bit of film. You know, obviously, like they have three different quarterbacks. You know, Dylan Gabriel was like he got his opportunity, made the most out of it. So, this is a new quarterback. He brings something different to the table. So, we just have to watch film on him, like. Dating back to even like his high school film because he's a true freshman and just see like what's his strengths and his weaknesses and then see what we can do to get the great win on Saturday. They got a good uh, home field advantage there in Orlando, but uh, talking to you guys, you like that, right? You right. want you like your crowd and and it, you're okay if they're against you too, right, Bruce? Yeah, we like we like coming in as the underdogs. You know, you know, underdogs always come out on top, so you know we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, great performance on Saturday, and one more thing about. Last week, Xavier, you mentioned it that the preparation, the focus wasn't there as much as it needed to be uh, for for the team heading into Charleston Southern. Mike Houston, it looks like uh, he corrected that, and kudos to you players. You guys uh, certainly corrected that as well. How much, um, I guess, props do you give to your performance, the preparation that you had leading up to that game on Saturday? I mean, it's all about how you practice, and then that translates to the field. Um, we all seen it, you know. Like the coach said, like Big John, he talked to us um, after the game on Saturday. He said, all the plays we made, you can see that translate from a play that we had in practice. And I truly believe that, you know, we all took this game super serious. We all knew what we wanted to be, the defense we wanted to be, the team we wanted to be. So we just took that mentality and, like, hopefully, like, embrace the win, celebrate your wins, but also act like you've been there before. And I think that's important that, we as leaders have to emphasize on the team because we have a lot of young guys and it's easy to just get a win and then kind of get like not like like lazy but like complacent yeah, yeah. complacent right. and feel like you're entitled to something but it's important that we just harp on those guys like you know it's a new week like we've seen what we can do we've seen how we practice we have to do that each and every week if we want to be the team we want to say we want to be sorry yeah <laughs> well said well the Pirates are three and two you win this week, that'll be four. You need six to get to a bowl. Now, I don't know how much you guys think about this or talk about this. It's one week at a time. But, Bruce, uh, I know you want to get there. Is that something you, you think about, talk about during the week, or do you, you worry about that when it gets here? I mean, of course. I mean, why not, you know, shoot for the stars? Like, obviously, you know, we want to go to a ball game. We want to win. So, you know, we working towards that. You know, everything you do in your life should be, like, you know, headed towards your goals yep. and your, your vision. You know, write the vision, make it plain. So, and that's what we're trying to do here. Good stuff. Talking to Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith today inside the Players Lounge. Thanks again, Greenville Auto World and Tim Sutton for their support of Bruce Bivens and the Players Lounge right here on Pirate Radio. Gentlemen, uh, have a good trip to Orlando. A great week of practice, and uh, we'll rejoin you next Monday. Let's try to make it four in a row. Sure. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Let's go out to the Fixed NC Live line and go back inside the Players Lounge and talk to ECU wide receiver C.J. Johnson, who joins us again. C.J., how you doing today? 
I'm, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. Uh, CJ, four catches, 52 yards. You had 52 yards. Your team scored 52 points. So you had to be feeling pretty good uh, coming off uh, Saturday on that, bi- that uh, big performance by your guys. Oh, I, it was it was a great performance. We played um, we played the game that we know how to play, and we we played as a team. And it was no question up front who was the most physical team. Yeah, and CJ, it seemed especially in the offense, it seemed like everybody had a role. Uh, the the guys running the ball ran good. Uh, you guys made big catches. Uh, the offensive line, I thought, had their best game of the year so far. It was a, a really a true team performance. I thought. Oh yeah, most definitely, and I gotta give my I gotta give the ups to the key, and that man ran for two twenty two. Like you have, you don't see backs doing that every weekend, and um, I think he is definitely one of the top notch backs. And then you got Rajay right behind him running for another hundred yards. So I mean, uh, offensive line did what they had to do, and they did, and they played a great game all game. Uh, CJ, I've heard uh, former Pirates tell me that uh, if you don't block as a wide receiver for Donnie Kirkpatrick, you're not going to play. So blocking is an important thing for a wide receiver. I guess the good news with Mitchell is you don't have to block for too long, right? Because you you hold your guy for a second or two, Mitchell's going to fly by everybody anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that most definitely helps. But, yeah, um, they definitely weren't lying to you. Not even, not even if you don't block for Donnie K. If you don't block, if you don't block for anybody, you won't play. So, uh, perimeter blocking is a big focus that we have on during practice and getting better at it. CJ, you were one of four pirate receivers to catch for over fifty yards on Saturday. Sneed four for seventy-eight, Audi four for sixty uh, seventy-six, and Ryan Jones. Uh, we've seen flashes of him. He caught a touchdown week one, but six catches, fifty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Bit of a coming-out party for him, CJ. What, what have you seen from him in practice? And uh, were you anticipating this big day for him, uh, Ryan Jones? Oh man, he's a um, he's a hard-working athlete. Uh, I, I definitely. I definitely respect him and his game and um, his mentality that he brings to the game. He's a great player. CJ, you guys went into the half with, with a huge lead and a lot of momentum. I'm just curious, what is uh, what did Coach say to you guys at halftime? Because, you know, you came out in the third quarter and Tulane scored 16 points unanswered. Now the Pirates did bounce back and got it put together in a great way fourth quarter. But what, what was the attitude at halftime, what was said, and what happened kind of third quarter? Oh man, we um I think I think what happened third quarter is we most definitely we just uh didn't warm up like we were supposed to and uh we came out a little sluggish but um in the locker room he was just like like it's not over yet. We still got two more quarters of play. It was like we got to keep our um foot on the gas. We had a Parmalee hangover at halftime. I saw, you know, the Parmalee was finishing up their set. It was kind of a crazy situation. You had Tulane practicing on the field. East Carolina was coming out, and Parmalee still had about half their uh, Feels Like Carolina song still to go. It was a wild scene out there at the end of halftime, but at least you got to catch some of the end of the concert there, CJ. Oh, yes, sir. (laughs) That's always good. CJ Johnson joining us, East Carolina, fifty-two to twenty-nine. First time, I guess, we've been able to ask you about this, CJ. How's the three-game winning streak feel for you? Oh man, it feels amazing, and we're um, we're most definitely pushing to make up a four-game winning streak next week down in Orlando. Big game coming up against UCF, CJ. Uh, best of luck. Well, we've talked to a lot of your teammates. Uh, a lot of them are saying they're feeling pretty sore. You're getting about halfway through the season, so uh, I know DJ Ford in particular said he's got some schoolwork to do, and uh, him and Snead talked about treatment. How's the body feeling right now as we get about halfway through this year? 
Oh man, most definitely, uh, you're most definitely hitting that wall around this point halfway through the season where your body starts feeling, <laughs> it starts feeling everything that you did the past couple months to um, play. So treatment is very important to get. CJ, thanks for joining us today. Best of luck down in Orlando, man. Yeah, keep it rolling, brother. Thank you. Back with you inside the Players' Lounge. We got Tyler Sneed and DJ Ford here today. Gentlemen, three in a row. Feeling good. How you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Good to see you. And uh, DJ, hadn't talked to you in a while, so we'll start with you. A uh, little win streak going here for the Pirates. Uh, how's everything feeling when you, you head back to practice on a Sunday after a three-game win streak and a great performance on Saturday? I mean, of course, it feels a lot better than the first two, you know. Um it's always promising whenever all your hard work pays off. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's a lot of, it's just a lot more fun when you're winning. So, Tyler, last week, a lot of the guys, Xavier, Rajay, Holden in particular, and maybe even yourself talked about the, I don't know, the lack of maybe focus and the buy-in going into the Charleston Southern game where, I don't know if you overlooked them, but you didn't take them as seriously as you should have. It looks like Mike Houston corrected that at practice, and you players did your part as well because you guys came out of the gates red hot on Saturday against Tulane. So we'll start there. The, the preparation, is that is that due to the big performance on Saturday, the way you prepared for it during the week? I think so, 100%. You know, he came in um, and he told us what we needed to do, and he wrote it on the board, laid it all out there. And, uh, you know, it was a really physical week of practice. It was hard, but – you know, we play like that, and then everybody's fine with it, and everybody just wants to win at the end of the day. DJ, another thing that was really cleaned up from uh, the previous week to this week, no unsportsmanlike penalties, none of that stuff. I know that was an issue in the win over Charleston Southern, and uh, I'll give credit to you guys. I mean, it looked like a, a different team on the field. You guys were celebrating, having fun, but none of the uh, – it wasn't as chippy, not as much talk, at least it seemed like on Saturday. Yes, sir. Much like our physicality was a point of emphasis uh, in the week and something that we talked about and addressed as a team, Coach Houston talked to us about those penalties, you know, and he pulled them up in front of the the entire team and showed them to us and told us what was wrong, you know what I'm saying, what kind of things we could and couldn't do, whether it's celebrating or it's like the personal fouls after the penalty and things like that. And, you know, he showed us those and he told us how it affects the team and how things like that can cause us to lose a ball game. So, of course, us guys, we uh, we bought into what he said, and we made sure we got those corrected. DJ Ford, Tyler Sneed here. DJ, a, a caller on our post-game show Saturday night, said, I can guarantee you one thing. Tulane is going to be feeling it on Sunday. You guys were hitting, flying around, swarming. Uh, how, how much fun was that defensive performance for you guys when you're flying around like that? Oh, it was so much fun. Like That's our brand of ball that we like to play. So, I mean, we were joking around saying that they probably had ice packs on. You know, <laughs> yeah, morning, no doubt. But, uh, no doubt it was a physical game. It was a lot of fun, and we played the game the way it's supposed to be played. Tyler, uh, your quarterback rating's taking a hit. Incomplete <laughs> pass on Saturday. Try to hit Rajay. Get the uh, the Pirate Radio Players Lounge connection. Uh, that one didn't work out, but had a good day receiving the ball. Uh, how about your game on Saturday? How do you feel you played? I, I think we did good. I think we just played really well as a team. You know, Holton stepped up, played really good. Both the running backs did good, and then that O-line, I mean – they dominated up front all game. So I think it was just a great team win. Another week, another Keaton Mitchell long run. In fact, he had two or three on Saturday. And uh, that guy just continues to get in space, and, and it's over. Uh, 
DJ, can anybody on ECU's defense keep up with him in a foot race? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a thought, no? No. <laughs> it's over. Whenever Keaton gets loose, you, you might as well just chalk it up. He's, he's getting in the end zone. There's nobody catching him. I don't think there's anyone in the country that will catch Keaton from behind. You know what I'm saying? That guy is fast. And it's a, it's a great mix, too, right, Tyler, with Rajay and Keaton. Rajay had 70 tough yards. He found the end zone. Keaton getting loose for over 200 on those long runs. You guys have a heck of a balance. And, again, you mentioned it. That kind of starts with the offensive line and what they're able to do. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, they play great. Um, but, yeah, both those backs are special. You know, th- those two are going to go somewhere. They're going to do big things. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they, they bring. Saw a, uh, not a new weapon, but kind of a, a breakout day for Ryan Jones. Six catches, 58 yards, caught the touchdown for Mason Garcia. Just adds another element to this offense with you, Tyler, and, and CJ and Audie. But uh, Ryan Jones, uh, what we saw it on Saturday, but what should we know about him as a weapon on this team? No, nah, I mean, he's that's that's how he is every day in practice. You know, he comes to work and he, he balls out in practice, and so he got the opportunity this Saturday, and he, he took it and ran with it. So, no, I mean, I'm excited for what he has to come the rest of the year. Um, but definitely be on the lookout for him. He, he's special, too. Tyler, the offense, four fourth-down conversions on Saturday. We, we talked about it with Holton that that's got to give you players confidence that your coach believes in you that you can convert. And then when you can convert four of them, you got to be feeling sky high at that point. So oh, yeah. third down, still an issue. But who needs a third down conversion when you can get it on fourth, right? Yeah, you, know, you <laughs> definitely want to get it on third. But no, just the confidence that that – that that shows that he puts in his players and stuff like that. You know, that's that's huge for us. And then to go out there and convert it not once but four times, I mean, that's even bigger. And so I think that had a big big part in our confidence and momentum for the day. And uh, Holden found you on a fourth down play for your long touchdown. And kind of in the middle of the field, Tyler, you stayed away from the sidelines. You had like three straight games with touchdowns called back, right? Yeah, no, uh, they've been telling me all week don't run to the sideline this time so I, I tried to stay stay away from it as best I could uh, great performance third quarter Tulane outscored ECU 16 to nothing other than that you guys pretty much controlled the game and it, it was good to see you take there in the fourth quarter got to a one possession game you guys responded with a long touchdown drive I think that's the one that ended on the Rajay Harris touchdown so DJ would you see a team kind of creep back in uh, and then you, you put the foot kind of back on the throat there that's a sign of a good football team you guys were able to do that on Saturday yes sir that's a great feeling and um, honestly we weren't worried about it at all in the game you know what I'm saying whenever they started to creep back we knew that we were going to do what we needed to do um, they made a couple big plays here and there and uh, we made our adjustments and eliminated those So, couple of sacks uh, and a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback uh, on Saturday against Michael Pratt uh, and, and DJ you mentioned it earlier but it is a even when you give up big plays every now and then, to be as aggressive as you guys are, as much as, much as you blitz, it's got to be a fun defense to be a part of. Oh, yes. It's so much fun to be a part of that defense. The way we get after guys, um, we definitely rather be the attackers than yeah. the ones being attacked. So that's our brand of ball, and that's what we do. The defense has that mindset. And on Saturday, Tyler, it seemed like the offense did the, the, as many fourth downs as you went for being aggressive. And uh, you guys had an aggressive mindset, it looked like, on Saturday. Yeah, and I, I love that. You know, I think we feed off each other. You know, we see the defense, you know, get lit like they do and play play how they play. You know, offense eventually will feed off of it, and I think we did that Saturday. Um and so, yeah, it was just a great team game. Yeah, complimentary football, team win, whatever you want to call it, you guys had it in all three phases there on Saturday. Big win on uh, homecoming as East Carolina beats Tulane uh, and now goes to 3-2 and two 
and, and I bring up these numbers a lot. I don't know how much you guys even look at this stuff, but you have a winning record this late in the season. First time ECU's had that since 2015. First three-game winning streak since 2014. First went over Tulane since 2014. Like, do you care about any of that stuff? It's cool, but that's really not your focus, right? Yeah, not, not don't even me. care at all. I mean, <laughs> just take it one week at a time, one yeah. game at a time. Uh, you know, obviously, you don't know the exact numbers, but you can know, like, I mean, at least as, I, as long as I've been here, we haven't beat Tulane. Right. So, you know, that's a good win to get. And uh, now we're looking forward to UCF. I mean, I don't think we've beat them since I've been here either. So I'm excited for this, this opportunity. And, of course, DJ, in your first year, you – didn't have any meetings with these guys prior so everything's new for you i guess uh including a matchup against central florida and boy it's been a weird year in college football we had a lot of top 10 teams lose on saturday clemson already has two losses ohio state has lost ucf has two losses they were upset by navy we saw temple beat memphis so like weird stuff happening is happening all over and uh and now you guys are right there in the mix in the aac a win over ucf would go a long way uh towards being at the top of the standing so a lot at stake here but also one week at a time and as tyler said a lot of these guys are trying to beat ucf for the first time so and then you're one of those guys dj getting your first crack at them yes sir what uh have you looked at their offense yet or does that come later in the week um so we actually start that today uh we uh we got the film up and everything we'll do some film watching on our own today like that and things like that and then tomorrow we'll hit the ground running for practice high-powered offense but dylan gabriel their quarterback out with an injury he got hurt in the uh, louisville game a couple weeks ago so they have a, a new quarterback in how about defensively first year gus malzahn who's an offensive guy tyler but uh, I guess you'll take a look at the tape and see if they look any different defensively this year. Yeah, no, they're, they're still good. They still got some guys. You know, it's, I mean, it's UCF. You know, they lost some key players last year, but guys have stepped up. And, you know, you see on film, they can still play. So, you know, no, no game is easy, but... You know, we're looking forward to this one, the, the opportunity that gives us. We think we got a good chance. Getting back on the road. It went well for you last time uh, in Marshall. See what happens when you head to Orlando. Uh, Tyler, your Cowboys got a win yes, yesterday. Yeah. Looked good against uh, the Panthers. Yes, sir. My team somehow snuck out of Atlanta with a win. Yeah. Uh, DJ, we, I can't remember. Do you have a team in the NFL? Or you yeah, just... yeah. I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan. Nah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll move on from that quickly. <laughs> rough, uh, rough times in Pittsburgh yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get it all figured out. The era of uh, of Ben's just about uh, over, I think. Down, yeah. And uh, and I saw I had somebody came to me on Twitter yesterday talking about how bad they were. I was like, look, that the Steelers have been good my entire football watching life. They're due for a decade of sadness. So no sympathy for me at all. I don't care at all. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Well, gentlemen, uh, good luck. We'll let you get back to uh, your schooling. I don't know what what is it. What do you guys do on a day off? Um, pretty much what you said, school and uh, watch film whenever we have time, treatment, things like that. Keep the body uh, yeah. right. Yeah, you have to, have to. As it gets later in the season, Tyler, like, do you feel the same today as you did like the last week of August before you got playing, or do you feel it? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, the past, every time I've been here, I've never really got treatment. I've never really, like, felt, I felt sore, but not to the point where I need treatment but this year is different i'm feeling it a little more and so i've been in the treatment a lot but uh no nah, i mean definitely towards the end of the season it gets a little more you know, you, you start feeling it a little more with your legs especially just getting heavier dj is far we're almost to the halfway point in the season are you yes, feeling sir. uh you feeling like you did in august or are you starting <laughs> to feel a little bit how are you uh, you start to feel a little bit but 
I mean, like like Tyler said, you just get in the training room, get some treatment in. Uh, we have great staff. They work with us on whatever we need. If our legs are a little heavy, we have the boots and things like that. We have, like, the uh, dry needling, things like that. Or if you're a little banged up, heat pads, you know what I'm saying, stem, all that good stuff. So, Good deal. Well, it uh, looked like a fun celebration. We saw a clip of it uh in the locker room after the game, you boys were fired up. Yes, sir. And uh, the, the Pirate fans were as well. We had a fun edition of the post-game show on Saturday night with people calling in and, uh, and partying. So uh, keep up the good work, guys, and uh, we'll reconvene next Monday. Appreciate you joining us. All right, yes, thanks sir. for Appreciate having us. It. And that was another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast with the ECU Players Lounge. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple Store. You can also visit our website at pr927fm.com and you can follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day everyone. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.